Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is David Moyes. This is Yapstam. This is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daly. This is Adam Lalana. This is Jürgen Klopp and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. This time, with the former coach of River Plate, Villarreal, amongst others, Manchester City, West Ham, and the current coach of Real Betis, Manuel Pellegrini. A tiny bit longer introduction to the first part of our interview this time, simply to say that, uh, well played by Martin Gregg, who fixed up the travel and the accommodation and helped with the research, while Neil White swanned off to San Francisco... Don't know what that's all about. But you'll find out. And thanks to Pete Jensen, who was fundamental in fixing up access to Betis and Manuel Pellegrini, um, a dear chum of his. Thanks for that, Pete. It was brilliant for Martin and I to be there. Martin, I don't think, had been in Sevilla. And we caught the capital of Andalusia on one of its good days. No, it wasn't 102 degrees. It was only about 25, 26 degrees, but the sky was beautifully blue. The city was quiet and and methodical, which is not the norm, particularly so near to Easter and then the feria. But to go to travel through Seville for the two of us was a real joy. The the Betis training ground is along a really beautiful wide avenue flanked by palm trees, and there's a couple of good things there and that for me, it was, I mean, I've been many, many times since to watch Real Betis play. But for me, it was, particularly with Martin, um, a fellow Scott there on his first visit, it was a real jolt to the memory banks of the Benito Villamarín, where Manuel Peregrini has, has begun to turn out one of Europe's most exciting sides. It was a beautiful memory of what's exactly 41 years ago in, in June, where, coincidentally, I'd been at La Rosaleda, which was the first stadium I went to in Spain back in 1982 for Scotland, New Zealand, till last Saturday I was at La Rosaleda, and this week um, we were at the Benito Villamarín, which is right adjacent to um, Real Betis's training ground, something that's very unusual in modern football. is usually... A huge distance between a club's training ground and their and where they where they play their matches. It's very 
impressive, very likable training centre that Betty's have was in the the same neighbourhood as myself and Graham Runcie, De- um, Ali Fraser and, and BF went to watch Scotland play against Brazil. And the cracking thing was we jumped into a taxi from our hotel to get to Luis Del Sol's, tra- the Luis Del Sol training ground. And the taxi fella was a wizened old kind of gnarled whippet of a man with a an old sort of 1950s uh, fisherman's cap, um, beautifully dressed, a wee lithe thing and full of cackles and laughs. And a Seville supporter who, who when we owned up as to who we were going to interview, said, no, 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 I'm Seville style, always will be, but if Betts are playing anybody outside the city, I want them to win too. I'm old style. Brilliant. He then recounted two superb anecdotes about how he'd been a fan at the Benito Villa Marine back in June 1982, like I was, like Danger was, and how he'd been entranced. He was a, he was a good deal older than me, but he'd been entranced by the by the Brazilian woman following the national team, as indeed the four Scots that I mentioned to you were then too. He loved the atmosphere. Happily, he couldn't quite remember the score, so I told him we won and then shamefacedly admit, admitted her five minutes later that we didn't. And he'd also been in the town working when Celtic came to Sevilla for the UEFA Cup final against Porto and he had your traditional anecdotes about they were they were very polite to us, mental cases in every other in other respect. They drank the town dry and said thankfully the the Crucampo that we make here is you might as well be drinking puddle water. <laughs> All of this was a really nice setup to go and meet Don Manuel Pellegrini. In this first part of the interview, one of the things that stands out is the is the crazy truth that when he was a coach um, uh, at the very early part of his career in the late eighties, he'd just become a coach after having been a, a successful, um, talented centre half for a fifteen year professional career. He decided with four games left of the season that to follow up on the training courses he'd been at at Coverciano, which is the Italian FA Centre of Excellence, and uh, in Lille, in France. The international coach, licensing coach, that um, was being laid on, on at the equivalent to St George's Park in Burton, the old FA Centre of Excellence, Lillisol, in 1988, from Chile, was the place he had to be, with four games left of his season. He went, and one of the things that stands out to him was a 1988 management course laid on by then Alec Ferguson, manager at Manchester United for about a season and a half at that stage, and frankly, struggling. Yet, Fergie laid on a managing coaching course at uh, the Cliff, Manchester United's old training ground, which stood out to Pellegrini. Um, they became... Pretty firm friends over the years. So, Pellegrini talks about what he learned in Lillisol in the 80s. He talks about the regret of going back to find that his team under his assistant coach had lost three out of three games. And because they lost the last game when he was back, they were relegated by one goal, by one goal of a margin. He talks really well about how having extensive knowledge of art, language, history, cinema gives you an edge as a manager when you're leading a group. And 
it's brilliant. It's it's a brief section, a brief discussion on Villarreal. But wait till you hear what he says about having a midfield including Riquelme, Senna, Pires and Santi Cazorla. I promise you on my honour, you're going to quite enjoy Manuel Pellegrini Part 1 on the big interview. On the big interview, we've had many uh, coaches that we respect and love and whose work has made us happy over the years. And in the case of, particularly in the case of Manuel Pellegrini, who we have today, your work at Villarreal at Malaga at Betis, you've done other spectacular work. Before I knew what you were like in Chile and Argentina and Ecuador at Manchester City. But as a guy who's been living in Spain for 21 years, first of all, Thank you for all the spectacular football I've watched. Thank you for joining the big interview. It's kind of you. The reason that we've asked you here today is that we want to um, understand a bit more about you and your ideas. And, Manuel, one of the strangest stories I think that I've heard about your background is the importance and the impact of going from South America to Lillisol in 1988. Now... I'll explain to you, we're, we're within touching distance of the Benita Villamarín, my second stadium in Spain in 1982. We came to the World Cup and a guy called Alex Ferguson, who was our neighbour in Aberdeen, got us tickets and took us out to dinner and he was our, our chaperone in 1982. Mm. And he coached my team, Aberdeen, for many years before Manchester United. And I remember seeing you in the UEFA Elite Coaches Forum and at the lunchtime, you'd come from an interview, and I saw Alex Ferguson holding one chair for you and, and shooing away <laughs> Rafa Benitez or Mourinho, I don't know. No, no, this one is for Manuel Perry. <laughs> one, let's talk about the effect that Alex Ferguson, um, your battles with him have had, your friendship with him. But you went to Lillisol in 1988 to, to learn, and how did you, how did you get there? I will try to explain so many years ago, but... Well, well, I was a professional football player for around 15 years in Chile. And also I studied in the university, an engineer. I studied six years in the university. And I always thought that when I finished my career as a football player, I was going to continue working in engineer, not in football. But uh, I knew a famous Chilean coach, that his name is Fernando Riera, that he started a little bit trying to me to continue my career after the after the player as a manager. So listen to him I, with a friend of mine, Arturo Salata, also a very famous uh, manager in Chile that has a lot of different works. We started going to different countries. First in 985 we went to Corciano. In Italy, in, Italy, in Florence, yes, which is the Italian FA Center of Excellence, exactly, right? Exactly. After that, we went to French, also to another course in Lille, and, and was the option to come here to Lillesol. And uh, we sent all our papers, and uh, it was an international course, so they accepted us, and we came here. In that year, nine, 988, yes, yes, 988. Sir Alex was just starting working with Manchester United. Correct. He came from Aberdeen, from Scotland, a lot of here. And when he made a session, a work session with Manchester United during the course. So it was the first time that I saw him. And after that, before I to that meeting in, in, in UEFA in Zurich, 
when we play against Villarreal four times with with that Manchester, and the fourth time was nil to nil <laughs> in Manchester and in Villarreal. So what? In that moment, I always talk with him after the after the game. That so many times in, in England that I think it's, it's a good old a good option to do it. Both manager talk after the match uh, with a cup of wine or. With, uh, it's a nice tradition. Yes, a good, nice tradition that uh, I think that it must continue in the in our way. But well, I started knowing him in that moment, and after that, well, playing championship. We before the champion start every year, and I have the option to play play seven times the the champion. That meeting of the different managers in in Zurich, well, I continue working and, and talking with him. Maybe you don't remember exactly the course that Sir Alex put on in 1988. I'll, I'll accept this, but I guess you went to the old training ground, the cliff. Um, but between that course and Lillisol, what did you learn? Because to, to cross the Atlantic, to go to Italy, to France and then England, I imagine that there must have been very significant... And what people don't know is that you were coaching then and the club that you were coaching still had four games to go. And you went to do the training course while the season was still alive. So there must have been an idea that something very that that you could learn something extremely special. What did you learn in that trip to Lillisol? Well, a lot of different uh, different things. First of all, to working in small sites, pitches. You normally the week in the way you program the week was is so different that today that. But it was the first time that I saw the training in small space reduced. So re- re- games in reduced spaces to, in reduced space. to make the, the players play? To make the players in the small, small, uh, small place to touch, to play one or two touch. So that's a lot of possession in, in, in small sites, uh, pitches also. Well, I think that was the, the most thing that I learned in that, in that course, in the way that... Because in that moment in South America, you always work, always with a complete pitch. Maybe a normal week in South America in that moment was Tuesday, you work most of the physical work. Wednesday, you physical work with some technical work. Thursday, you you always do 90 minutes in the whole pitch. Friday, you reduce a little bit the charge, and well, Saturday or Sunday, you play. But... Normally, in that moment, you always did 90 minutes in the, in the, big, in the complete pitch. And then, I mean, South, Africa, South America is a huge continent, but in general, or in Chile, Argentina, was the football maybe more technical and more on the floor, but slower? Yes, yes, slower, more technical, without any doubt. Uh, in that moment, also here in England, the, the football was always... Box to box. Yes. <laughs> as soon as you arrive to the, the other box, and, uh, and the most amount of crosses you can do, or <laughs> or, or goalkeeper kick from from box it's, to box. It's only just changing in the last few years no, from 1988. No, 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 the last no. few years. No, no, no. I think that changed a lot when Arsene Wenger arrived to England. The, he brought with him four or five French players with technical players. And I think that also Alex Ferguson, that in that moment dominated absolutely the English football with Manchester United, he saw that Arsenal was winning also the FA Cup with another football, and I think that he made a little bit, not completely changed, but the football in England uh, mixed a lot. To adapt a little bit? No, I don't know if the, if the, the word is adapt. It's, I think that he, he mixed both football. Mm-hmm. 
because well, as a McGee started winning the the, the the Premier League, he makes brilliant uh, season with uh, with Arsenal. I think that always uh, England in the way that they couldn't win the Champions League. They saw another teams, uh, maybe Barcelona or Real Madrid, that were technical players. To recover the ball was not so easy. I think that that moment in England, to re- you don't need to work to recover the ball. You don't need to pressure for the ball because you always play directly. <laughs> All the teams throw the ball as soon as they can to put it in ball inside the box of the other team. And when you arrive to Europe and you try and the, the other team start one, four, five, ten, eight times touching, uh, touching, 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 you can't, uh, you can't get the ball. Uh, so I think that was a change in England football that now is a mix of both football. And that's why I think that they improve a lot. But in, in 88, for sure, in England, the ball was mostly still being played Absolutely. quite long. Absolutely. All balls long. I remember that after I finished that course, I went to see the final of the fake cup. Uh, the pitch with a lot of mud yeah. and the ball directly from the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper threw the ball three or four, five meters in front of him and nobody comes to, <laughs> to, to disturb him to, to, to kick that ball. Uh, it seems crazy now. I think that now it's impossible to play that football. <laughs> it was impossible after, first of all, with the Premier League because yeah. the Premier League started in 92, 93 and all the pitches were the best pitches of the world. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When I moved down to England to work, I remember going to a football exhibition at Wembley. So we're talking maybe about 95, 96. And Ruud Hullet was there then, either just joining Chelsea or maybe already player boss of Chelsea. And he was funny. He stood up in front of a big auditorium and he said, 
I've always loved English football because when we played against you for Holland or AC Milan, I didn't stay in the midfield and attack. I went back to stand next to the centre-halves. I waited for the ball to come in the air. I took it down on my chest and then we began to play. Thank you very much, which was a great way to take the piss out of English football. But there was a, a, a breakdown of the ideas of continental Europe and England. Therefore, the log- Manuel, the logical thing to ask you is, Although you had a spirit of adventure and learning, you always have had a spirit of learning. In 1988, why England? And why did you discover an interesting thing about working tight in small spaces in the coaching area when the league was still playing completely differently? To, to me, it's an interesting <laughs> thing you discovered. Yes, but I don't know why. Really don't why I came to Lillesol? Because I went to France, to Italy, and to England. And I made also the course in Chile. I wanted to know different ways of what football was in those different countries. But even then, could you watch English League football in Chile? Yes, we watched it not too much. Not too much. But uh, we saw where the better course, in international course in Europe, and we came here. So, but, but as the same way, I came to England. I also went to Italy and to France. Was different ways. Italy was... Uh, absolutely different international course was all the course in England all the, the complete course where, where you working as a manager okay in England you were always listening to the manager in the way you must work but you never practice in the pitch just talk 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 just as, as in university you were knew about tactical football and defending football uh, was uh, also for me very useful in my, my career also the cover channel but it were absolutely three different ways to see what football in that moment was. And am I right in thinking that this spirit of learning, spirit of adventure, comes from, apart from your determination to be excellent, comes from your parents? You, did you grow up in a family which said, read a lot, learn a lot, try to develop yourself? Yes, absolutely. One of the, I, I, I think that one of the most important things when you are a small boy and a child is what your father demands from you. And I had to, my father, that was a very a workman, that he studied by himself. Uh, he didn't went to the university, he finished the school, and he studied working for himself about building construction. And he had, a, after that, a, a 20 or 30 years with a very good office. In and my mother, my mother, that was always reading. <laughs> what she can, uh, well, she always also speaks English, French, uh, and uh, Spanish. And she was always with a book. Every time I arrived from the school to my house, I saw my mother reading a book. And uh, she always uh, demands from ourselves to read, to read, because it's the only way that you can learn is reading, all different things. And uh, yes, I always try to improve myself, and I know, and I still today, uh, I always try to, to know new things, uh, to read about different uh, subjects. And, and the, one, the one was one the, of the reasons why I try to, to learn a lot if someday I decided to, uh, to dedicate my life to football. You, you've made me curious because I know Alex Ferguson very well, his kids, his wife, his brother, because they lived in my city, then I moved to England and I followed their careers. And, but I know he's a little bit like you. He has, he has a huge curiosity for history, for books, for documentaries, for politics, for workers' rights, for cinema... And these are things that you and he really share beyond football. I didn't know about Alex Ferguson about that, but uh, 
now you I understand why he was so good manager why he was the best manager maybe of the world so many years I think that if you do, you have your mind open to know a lot of different things around football not just football I don't I don't think that you can be a good manager so you need to know language and to read history and to see movies and a lot of different things that when a player see that in front of him is a is a manager prepared in a lot of different things about not only football I think that you have more authority more trust and more more power of communication more, most of all more trust in you and what you you can help him in a lot of things because the football players they 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 don't have just problems inside the pitch I think the most difficult thing for a manager is to how do you work with the human group 25 different personalities that you must try to to share with them a lot of different experience uh, I think that that part of the manager is, is more important or at least the same importance that what you know about football I understand and agree we're going to return to that subject exactly but we have socios who always support us who always write questions to us and we ask them for a couple of questions one of them Chris Brooks says hello My question for Manuel would be, what to you seemed different about the way that people speak about the game of football in England? He means primarily in the media and press conferences. And what types of questions you would generally be asked in England compared to working in Spain or Argentina or Chile? I think it's an interesting question because it isn't just about the media, it's about what the culture of speaking about football is like yes for me it's absolutely different <laughs> but completely different no, no. because in England uh, I just to compare England with Spain uh, in Spain I think that you have the medias absolutely divided uh, the media of Madrid uh, and the media of Barcelona will uh, they are enemies uh, <laughs> Or Valencia, or Sevilla, every media of that city goes with the team of that You city. can see which colors they, they wear, the media. Absolutely, absolutely. And they, they never be uh, with supporting Barcelona against Real Madrid, the media of Madrid or the media of Barcelona. I think that in England you have a media for the whole team. I will for every team. Uh, Yes, but I live in London, I live in Manchester, and I never read the, the, the news in Manchester against the team of London. They were more objective to see the game, who played better, who played bad, and not always thinking that in London they are doing something to damage the teams of Manchester. Well, a lot of things that is... That, the culture, the mind, the mentality is different. That's why I saw, say so many times that the best football may be you play in Spain, but the best league is in England. Uh, about the, the fans, about the pitches, about the media, uh, that I think that they are more, they have more obje objective, objectivity, objective about what happened during the game and, and against the team. That's for me is the most different. That's nice to hear. Then. Um, you talked about Europe and South America there. And I remember you saying that one of the key things you do is jugar por bandas. But you also said that um, one of the objectives that has helped you succeed is to bring the technical skills of South America 
but with the speed of movement, speed of thought, the velocity of a game of Europe, and you've tried to mix them. I wonder if one of the, the great examples of that is the place of Roman Raquelme in the Villarreal team that you had, where so many players were quick to think, quick of vision, quick technically. The football was quite um, intense, and sem- oh, sempre. the idea was always, if possible, to move forward. But Roman also played at slightly his brilliant quick brain, but he played at slightly his own speed. And Robert Ryan asks us whether there's still a place in today's game for a number 10, like Roman Riquelme. What, what do you think about that as being one of the great blends of your coaching lifetime? Well, because I think that uh, technical plays makes always the difference. You can do a lot of tactical movements, but if the ball doesn't arrive in exactly the space that you need, all the tactical movements are wrong. <laughs> So I think that, well, in Villarreal was a mix. I have a mixed field there. That was a pleasure to see them play football because they lost one ball in one month. <laughs> they were Roman, Marco Sena, Robert wow. Pires, Santi Casorla. So it was impossible for them to, to, to lose a ball. It was not in their mind. <laughs> and maybe as, uh, when I was a professional football player, I saw all those technical players, how they make the difference in doing the game. I was central back. My my strange thing was the tackle, the the to, to the heading, the different things. But I always see that the dif- the technical plays make make the difference. He- heading, but didn't you also score a very technical headed goal for Universidad against Católico? Against Colo Colo, I think. And I, Colo Colo, yes, yes. nice diving yes, header. Because I have I have a very good jump. I jump very well also because I play also ba- basketball, volleyball, football. So I, I have a good a good. Uh, Typing to, to but you remind me of one day I went with the Celtic manager to study at Juventus with Lippi and he gave us two, three days. The Celtic manager asked me to fix it, so I came. And we saw the training and the diet, and Lippi sat down like this over dinner in the old Comunale when it was the, the training ground and they were playing at Deli Alpe. And he said to, to Tommy Burns, and to, he said, when I was playing for Sampdoria, more or less the same era as, as you playing in Chile, more or less, he said... I was the libero, which meant I played behind the four so, players, not libero at all. And the clubs, the coach said to Lippi, he said to me, if, I, if you can even see the halfway line, never mind crossing it, you'll be fined and you'll be dropped. And Lippi said to us that he decided then, as a player, when I'm a coach, attack. And of course he became, he became clever and successful as a coach. Yes, of course. But he was, became famous for the tridente for and sure. the pressing and... The, the complete reverse of his playing career, he went, no, not like, okay, like this to earn a living as a player, but when am I coach? Like that. That's similar to what you're saying? Yes, I think so. It's, it's similar. It's, it's in a way when you start as a manager, I think that also football is developed. Football 20 years ago, nothing to, it's not similar what you play today. It's another football. Now you need more mobility, reduce pace, touch, play with one or two touch. The last third that you must do different things, but the football has changed a lot also. But I continue uh, thinking exactly in the same way that when I start this career. The technical players make the difference during the game. Hey. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 